Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Sue Coletta, the author of the chilling new psychological thriller, Marred, which was just released. Sue, welcome. Hi, Steve. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Congratulations on the release. This is your first book, right? This is my first release. It's actually my fourth book that I wrote. I hear you. I'm in the uh, early stages of that uh, writing the stuff that's not being released myself. So I I know exactly what (laughs) you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I really enjoyed the book. Uh, Give us give give listeners sort of the setup for the book and the storyline, if you would. Um, Sage was attacked by a serial killer. And the book opens up with the funeral of her unborn child. Then it skips forward three years, and we see Sage in her new life with her husband, Boston homicide detective turned small town sheriff, Nico. And they're in rural New Hampshire. And Sage can't deal with what's happened to her. She's just not dealing well. Their marriage is broken, the passion's gone, and she gets a phone call. And the caller says something that makes Sage believe it's the same man who attacked her. And the setup for the book, the way the way the introduction works, and the first chapter or so, you do a, a fabulous job of just seducing the reader into the story because we never know what's going on. You know, we start at this funeral. It's like, oh, my God, what has happened? And then you just keep peeling the onion a little bit at a time. And then we skip forward in time. And there's this phone call. And it scares the bejesus out of her. But we don't know why. And it just keeps going on like that. And the way you keep revealing the story uh, was really fantastic. And uh, I'm really surprised to see that you were a, a first-time published author. As we mentioned, this is your first first published book. Right. So, right. Thank you. How many times did you have to go through this to get that right? Because it was really well done. Many, many, <laughs> many times. <laughs> that book has been rewritten, oh, probably five times. And then gone over with my editor. But, uh, you know, every time I'd go over it, I'd say, no, I gave too much away, and I'd take a little <laughs> piece out, uh-huh. and I'd, you know, stick it later on, because I, I, my biggest fear was revealing too much too soon. And it's hard to do, isn't it? Because you just, as an author, you just want to get it out there because it's so good. You want people to know what's happening. But if you do, then the page turning slows a bit. Exactly. So you're tricking us. You're tricking us readers by doing this. Yeah, they're (laughs) professional liars, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Okay, you mentioned that they're from Boston. They're living in New Hampshire now. I catch a little bit of an accent from you. Are you from the Northeast? Are you from Boston or in New Hampshire, or what's the deal? I'm originally from Marblehead, which is in Massachusetts, but I've lived all over, Revere, Everett, Saugus, and then I moved to New Hampshire. So I did give Sage some of those 
same attributes that I have. And, of course, as you mentioned, Sage is a best-selling author, which for me and for any author that reads this book adds a little something to the, to the story. And, right. you know, so you're, you're writing what you know, and you're, you're just assuming that you will very soon be a best-selling author, and you'll be in exactly the same position as Sue, or as, as Sage, except for, hopefully, those horrific phone calls. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't want those. <laughs> okay, this is a serial killer book. And on the day that we're recording this, we're recording this on November 4th, which is about a week away from your release. And I saw on your Facebook page that you're already ranked in Amazon as uh, for serial killer books. So congratulations on that. The, the pre-sales buzz must be pretty good. Yes, yes, I've worked, I've worked hard, <laughs> and it was, it was absolutely thrilling. I couldn't even believe my eyes. So you've written a book about serial killers. There's a cop, there's a writer. The writer part you probably know pretty well. Um, yeah. How about researching the rest, the serial killer, the cop life? Um, what all was involved in the research for this book? That is my favorite part of writing. I have a lot of um, police friends, homicide detectives, coroners, and that sort of thing. So I always start my research with asking them a question, which always leads to more questions. And then I really dig in. I studied forensics, uh, blood spatter analysis for this book, which I absolutely loved. I spent hours doing that. And I have never fired a weapon. So there's a scene in the book where Nico has to teach Sage how to shoot. So I had to watch endless videos of YouTube <laughs> to try to figure out, you know, enough so I could actually, one character could teach another and it would sound logical. And um, I actually ran it by a gun expert friend of mine, and thankfully I nailed it. <laughs> Did you, you think know, about it, going it, out and just, like, going to a shooting range or something and just putting a gun in your hand seeing what happened? Well, you know, years ago, years, years ago, I shot a rifle, and it threw me back, like, 20 feet, <laughs> and I've never wanted to touch another. And I know a pistol, you know, doesn't have as much recall recoil, but... Yeah, I, I, you know, guns aren't my thing. Yeah, I, I was, and they're not my thing either. I, they are my father-in-law's thing, and we were at his house uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was showing me his pistols, and because I was writing something about pistols, I started asking him questions, and so he's showing me what to do, and of course, I pull the trigger and then pinch my finger somewhere, and it hurt like the dickens. So I don't right. think I don't think I would make it as a uh, as a Western character. <laughs> and he did say, oh, this has a heck of a kick, so you've really got to hold it steady if you're actually shooting it. So, right. In my luck, I'd break a wrist or something. <laughs> <Right>. <you know? laughs> now, how about the serial killer aspect? How, how deeply did you get into the minds of serial killers for this? Well, I've always been fascinated with um, what makes a serial killer tick. So... I, I have always read up on them, so that knowledge wasn't as hard to to dig up because I have read about them for years and years and years. What's your favorite serial killer book? 
Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> That's everybody's. That is just a, a classic. And Thomas Harris was so good at writing serial killers. Oh. But they are, they stay with you. These books stay with you. I, I can't imagine what it's like to spend months or maybe even years writing something where you're sort of in the middle of this story. Did you have trouble sleeping, or is this just you're able to turn it off? Oh, no. I gave myself nightmares on more than one occasion. But, you know, I like that. <laughs> I like hearing myself like that. Okay. You know, no tears in the writer, no tears in the reader. So if I can't scare myself, I'm not doing it right, in my view. All right. And you have a, a blog. Your your website is uh, Sue Coletta, C-O-L-E-T-T-A dot com. And right. you write extensively about mysteries and research and things like that on your blog. And it's, it's something that a lot of authors don't do. They, they make a decision for whatever reason. I don't want to blog. I just want to have a website. You went the other direction. Why, why did right. you do that? Because, you know, when I research, sometimes I can waste days trying to find things, and uh, I think it's only right to share. So I, I share what I find. I have the Crime Writers Research page on there, so people can, you know, kind of take a shortcut. Don't have to wait, waste endless hours of researching. Plus, I love all aspects of crime. So it's really, it's, I have a blast blogging about crime. And there is, yeah. a, there is a sense of community that comes up around blogging over time. It doesn't start that way. You start and you write a few blog posts and you hope someone other than your mother sees them. Um, right. but, but over time, people start to find your blog, find your research and subscribe, and maybe they subscribe through RSS or email subscribers or something, and they start getting your information and sharing it with other people, and all of a sudden, you're kind of popular. That's, that had right. to have been kind of neat, especially for someone who was, for a long while, a ways away from publishing that first book. Right. Yes, it, it, it was. But you know what? They, the writing community is the most supportive community in the world. I mean, when you are down, they'll pick you up. When you are doing well, they'll cheer you on. They're, they're so wonderful. And I've met such great people. And it all started with my blog and mm -hmm. other social media sites. So I, I don't regret it for a minute. I just love it. And one of the nice things about your blog, there, there are some authors who blog specifically for other authors. But you blog both for other authors and for readers. There's a lot of reader information there as well. So right. Do you make a conscious decision, and do you have sort of a ratio in mind for what you post, or do you just is it is it whatever happens to interest you at the time? Um, usually, I post about what I've found recently during my own research, but then I also try to make a conscious effort if somebody isn't a writer, I want them to still be interested. So I also post um, specifically for readers, but I have to be more conscious of that because my natural inclination is to post, you know, whatever I'm working on that day. You know, yeah, I do have to make a conscious decision to 
spread it out. And and you also post um, interviews with other authors and things like that. So you're shining the spotlight that you've created with this blog on other authors and other work as well, which is, as you said, it, it's the way it works in the writing business. That's um, right. You know, we're all trying to help one another out, which is a wonderful thing about this. Uh, now that you're actually... You're right now, you're a week away from publishing when we record. You will be, it'll be a week after you published when this interview goes live. What are you most nervous about right now, a week before the book is published? Oh, you know, every time somebody says, I pre-ordered your book, I, I, my, I get butterflies. <laughs> oh, my God, they're going to read my words. You know, I, I've poured so much of my soul into that book. Mm-hmm. And... It just seems like you're standing naked in the middle of the street. <laughs> it really does. It gives you that kind of exposed feeling. Mm-hmm. And what if they don't like it? You know? But um, you, I, it's something you got to do. Yeah, there's but nothing that, like it, is there? I mean, there's no. you produce this work, and you're doing it in public. You, you write it. In, in the privacy of your own room, and, and maybe you have a few friends read it, and your editor, and people like that, and then all of a sudden, it's out there. And, yeah. you know, there are a lot of deep thoughts of your own that are in there. Uh, Sage shares some of your thoughts, yeah. and those are in there. So it, it really is, I, I, that's a great analogy, standing naked in the middle of the street, because that's what it can feel like. <laughs> does it really does and every time somebody says oh i'm i'm reading it like i sent advanced reader copies to people and somebody will say oh i'm reading it now and i immediately go oh god you know uh-huh. like, <laughs> you know it's that it's that i i don't know if you ever lose that <laughs> I, I think I not, from what so. I've heard. From what I've heard other authors say, I mean, I, I've, I've heard some extremely successful authors, and I'm sure you've heard the same thing because we go to the same conferences. I'm sure, but right. people will say, you know, I'm in the middle of my 19th book, and the last 17 have all been on the bestseller list, and I'm halfway through it, and I think I've lost it. I have nothing right. left to say. This book is awful. This is the end of my career. <laughs> So that's what you have to look forward to, Sue. Yeah, I know. (laughs) She thinks. (laughs) Well, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the book. It is a gritty, psychological thriller. People that like serial killer books, a psychological uh, edge-of-your-seats kind of things are really going to enjoy Mard. Where can they buy it? Um, Amazon, Mashwords. Barnes and Noble, Kobo, and Apple iTunes. Okay, is this, is this going to be digital only, or will there be print books as well? It's digital now. Okay, print won't come out until 2016. Okay, but it will eventually be available in print for people who yes. like to read that way, and you can order those books through the same outlets, same and you site. could probably also order those through an indie bookstore. They could get get them for you as well. What's the best way for readers to keep up with you and, and this wonderful world of crime writing that you're uh, so engaged with? Uh, the best way is to go to my website, www.suecoletta.com, and sign up for my mailing list. Okay. Well, this has been terrific. I, um, I, I really enjoyed speaking with you. We had some good laughs today. Yes, I enjoyed <laughs> speaking with you, too. 
This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you do stop by the website, please sign up for my email list. I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to make sure you don't miss out on great new books like Marred from Sue Coletta. Thanks for listening.